and welcome to episode 80, Integrating Video into Your Comms Program. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning, what you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Hello, today we're talking to Alexander Ferguson, the founder and CEO of TerraLeap, about integrating video into your communication program. Hi, Alexander. Thanks for joining me on the PR Playbook. I am excited to be here. Good. <laughs> so you and I have talked a lot about video, integrating video. You are um, the editor of Uptech Report as well. So you have a lot of experience interviewing people and bringing their best face forward. I wanted to talk about integrating inter video because earlier in the pandemic, uh, you know, in 2020, I talked about diversifying your content and really coming up with new ways to create a message, present your message, present case studies, new interviews, webinars, all this stuff that we've been kind of doing remotely. And you do a lot of that. Can you just give us a quick intro of yourself? And then maybe we could talk more about how to use video in a new creative ways. Absolutely. So I am Alexander has mentioned Uptech Report. <laughs> I've actually interviewed 182, I think it's 182 tech leaders so far wow. uh, in, the, in the past uh, two years. So I, I love conversations. I love video because it's a video podcast. But our, our main brand, TerraLeap, that's our whole focus is shortening SaaS cycles with video. And mm -hmm. so I... I've been in the video world now. It's like how to unlock and use it. I feel like people are afraid of it or, or oh, maybe yeah. just overwhelmed. I don't know. Do you, do you get that sense? Nobody wants to see themselves on a video. It's like, you know, you don't realize. And I actually saw the video on your like Tara Leap website. You like, it's so, you're so poised. And I'm like, dude, this guy had practiced at least a hundred times. I don't know, because you look like you're, you, you come off very natural and professional. And I think, I think that's what people are afraid of. They don't want to look like they're, acting. And I've seen some bad videos where you could like tell they're reading on the prompter or something. So I do think people are a bit afraid of that. <laughs> I th it's, it seems when you, when you aren't into it, it seems like, wow, look at all these great people out there. But I think there's a misconception that what, who you are, your, your, the way you come across on video just naturally is a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Authenticity reigns right yes, now. Like right being now. a real person. And I feel like because of this past year, uh, people are, are used to doing zoom calls. So, so they're used to now being seeing themselves on video. So hopefully yeah. that barrier has like decreased a little, a little bit. bit less. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just talking to someone who said before they would never do, um, a conference calls with video on. It was only audio and now everyone does video. So yeah. I, I feel like people are expecting video in more ways than, than ever before. And that includes then the content you're producing. Uh -huh. I, I, I like to, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, and, um, I, uh, I've seen a lot of video on LinkedIn and I've talked to, I, I was telling you, I, you know, I've been speaking to the LinkedIn sales guy and, and the advertising guy, and they've been talking about leveraging video more. I've also seen a lot more. If you look on LinkedIn, the posts, there's a lot more video LinkedIn learning, all that kind of stuff that they're posting. Like what, like, how can you, how can you breach that first barrier of being uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Well, an easy way, 
uh, to do this, to get video content created and overcome that is go record someone else. (laughs) For instance, like showcase your customers, honestly, let put them forefront uh, of your brand because getting them on camera, showcasing it, it's hard to actually, you can write a testimonial, share testimonial, but people are starting to like question written stuff like Um, Amazon reviews. You're like, uh, is that real, a real Amazon review or not? So video, it's hard to fake. So when someone can see that, that social proof is someone else, that's a quick way to get around it. If maybe you don't have to be on camera as much, you put your customers out there or your team members, um, to make someone else do it. That's one way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you're taking, when you're getting customer stories, which is, I think something you guys kind of really focus on like, how do you, I guess, what customers would you ask to do the story and when, like, how, how do you know when is a good time to ask a customer for a testimonial video even? Yes. In the best scenario already, when you, you sign them on part of the contract, you say, Hey, we'd love to get a, a, a video testimonial from you, uh, after we're processed and you're happy. Uh, if you haven't, it's a great time is after they start using it and they, they, they give any indication. So this would be your customer success team, like that, whoever's interacting with them, they would get that indication. And then you say, great, we'd love to be able to showcase you and highlight you. It's good to put them understanding in the context here is like, we'd like to tell other people about your story and how your experience, so you don't just always asking, it's actually saying you want to elevate them and, right. and, and raise them up. And everyone has a little bit of an ego inside them. Yeah. Uh, so if positioned properly, it actually naturally flows in them saying, yeah, sure. Why not? Again, yeah. people are used to doing video calls these days. Yeah. And then how do you guys leverage that? Or how do you teach people to leverage that for business development? I guess. Yeah. Using just, testimonials for. Yeah. For, do they just, do they just post it on their website or how do they use it? There, there are multiple ways to, to use testimonials. The, the simplest one, yeah. Put it on your website. So when people are, are navigating, looking through there, it's that social proof. Mm-hmm. A big way actually is for uh, the sales team and follow-ups because a lot of them are like, all right, I just had a nice meeting or thanks. It was good to connect. But then you're like, now I actually have someone What's else. What's the next like step? You. Yeah. Um, what, where, I, where actually, do I, go from I actually had a new business call today. So like that would have been great to be like, cause I was thinking like, oh, I should probably follow up and I could follow up with like a, thank you for the call. It's great. You know, talk to you soon, Yeah. but it feels so <laughs> empty. So a testimonial yeah. would actually be so great. Like, Hey, here's what somebody else has said about us. Yes. Everyone wants to, to see, all right, who, how has it worked for other people? What was yeah. it like? Especially if it's someone like me. So if you can get several of these build up a nice little library, yeah. you can use it in follow-up campaigns. We're actually just starting to explore though, using video testimonials as ad campaigns, whether for retargeting or for new, new content, it's, mm-hmm. it can actually help at the forefront, which leads them to your website to explore further mm-hmm. or to keep them in the loop. So, I want to dig on. a little bit more into this because now I might have to hire you guys to um, <laughs> to do some testimonials for us. But like how, so let's say, you know, we have a couple of customers that I'm thinking of now. And I'm like, oh, these guys would be perfect. You know, what is the process like? Because like, what if they don't have equipment? We thought through the entire process. Uh-huh. And what we actually do is you share a scheduling link with them. They yeah. choose a time that works for them. And we ship them a video kit that works with their smartphone. So we actually power up their smartphone with a lav microphone, tripod light, and then we get on a session with them uh, and we're able to talk to them, help them set it up. So even if they're not video savvy or tech savvy, we do, we help run the interview. You can be on the interview session if you want, Uh or we just lead it for you. And then we take all that, edit it and get it done. And then do they send the video kit back after they're done with it? And like, 
we include a shipping label, but actually a lot of our, our clients, they actually let them keep it as a video, as a gift or a thank you for, for doing it. So it's a nice incentive. Yeah. And then like, and then do you find that there's a lot of like, do you find that the customers push back at all? Like, cause it seems like a lot to do for, you know what I mean? What we've found is if you find somebody who's happy with your product uh-huh. and they're enjoying it, they're willing to share the story. And the way we frame it is saying, all we need is 45 minutes of your time. That's okay. it. And they don't have to do anything aside from be ready, get on a call with us and they record it. Yeah. Uh, and whether you're doing it yourself or you hire someone like us, the point is to, to show that it is very low lift. However you frame and package it, it, it doesn't have to be a big to do if, if you got the right process down and, and you've got the right communication structure. Yeah. That's really cool. So what other, I mean, I that's testimonials, but I mean, there's yeah. so many ways to use video. A lot of times I've been promoting, like using, you know, we, we had a series on podcasting and chopping up podcasts for different yes. types of social content and stuff like that. What are like some dynamic ways to use either a testimonial or any kind of video that you create, like where can you be using it and posting it? So one of the big things people don't realize is using their longer form content in more than one way. Yeah. Uh, no one's yeah. going to sit down and watch this, a 30 long, 30 minute webinar or right. video podcast. So going in with the mindset of being able to pull out shorter snippets is key. Uh, 30, 60 second snippets that you can use on social media or even as part of an ad campaign that's where you can really leverage video a lot further. Do you script that into whatever you're going to do? Or is it something that like kind of, you just kind of have to go and uncover it after you've <laughs> taped it? Both ways are possible. Okay. Um, the, the smarter way is going in already with an intentionality yeah. of knowing, all right, we're going to ask this particular question and produce it. For instance, I'm working with one company, we're doing a, a whole interview series, interviewing their customers, not testimonials, but actually, uh, it's called 17, question, uh, 17 questions we're going through, asking each of them the same question about their, their, their work life, about how, how they see the industry going. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's more of a, a expert interview series, you could call it. Uh, but we're asking them all the same question. So this allows us to actually create multiple tr- um, highlight snippets. So yeah, because get you could just re- use the question as the lead or you could use the person as the lead or yeah, that's right. cool. That's really cool. And then it's already a nice little snippet ready to post. And then you can just slowly drip them out, always leading back to the full series if somebody wants to watch more. Right, right. That's really cool. I love that. That's such a cool thing. And and I think the other thing, the dynamic that I was thinking of, like we work with both B2B and B2C clients. So what are, you know, depending on if you're, focusing on the enterprise or focusing on consumers, I guess uh, my question would be, what are some like common best practices for both that would apply to everyone? And I know I'm catching you off guard, so I'll give you yeah. a few minutes to think about it. Yeah, yeah. So to, so common practices, best practices for creating content, video content Yeah. for, for either case. Yeah. I'll go slightly high level here. Okay. Yeah. I would say have a plan. Make sure you have a process for it and don't overachieve. Don't try to take on too much because I've seen too many people start with trying to create, uh, do too much video and and get overwhelmed and then it stops short. Right. Uh, I think in today's age with both the where technology is, um, you can do it yourself or with companies, whether like ourselves, that know how to run the process efficiently, that you can do something ongoing. I think doing one-off, and your, your homepage explainer video and be done. 
it's, it's not, doesn't cut it anymore. People are yeah. expecting video multiple places. So if I come back to the best practices, it would be being able to, to have a plan and being able to keep it a low lift for, for your team and not, not try to, to, to take on uh, too much. That, that, that's pretty high level um, when it comes to the best practices. But it, I just, it always hurts me when people have great ideas for video, but just get overwhelmed and never actually create anything yeah. um, and get stopped. I have lots of great ideas. I just, uh, yeah, I don't have that. I don't have the bandwidth or the resources. And I feel like that's, that's, I guess that's one of the things that I think stops people from using video. And maybe, maybe you could talk about this a little bit of like feeling like there's such a high barrier to entry of like, it has to take so much resources and production to get it done. Right. It's like, I don't want to do it if it's going to be done wrong. Right. So like, what is the reality? Cause I always tell people podcasting, there's, there's really no barrier to entry. Like people are just afraid for no reason. You should just get on a freaking microphone and start podcasting. Is it the same for video or is there slightly a barrier to entry and what should people really have at their disposal before they get going? Or like obviously a plan, but like what kind of plan should they have? Quality of video is definitely increased. Uh, over, over the years because mm-hmm. everyone is starting to do it. But the way you look at it is, is two pieces. What is your com- competition doing? If no one else is doing video in your particular area, the barrier is pretty low. So that's one thing to look at. Another piece is where are you using video in your funnel? So for instance, if, if somebody's coming to your homepage and it's like the first impression that's got to be a little bit higher. But if they're already kind of following you, they know you, and this is content to keep the the conversation going, yeah. then it doesn't need to be at the same level because they, they already have a presence and a connection with you. It's like a casual, more of a casual conversation. Right. So there, there are opportunities. You don't have to go at such a high level of, of quality. So those, those are two pieces to look at of when you're trying to decide uh, to what production quality should you be bringing to the game. Do you guys offer, like, obviously we talked about either customer stories, but do you offer other types? Like I've seen this really cool video um, and I've seen her on LinkedIn. She posted this video on LinkedIn or maybe it was on Facebook or something, but this woman, and she's like a, you know, a coach or something like that, but she has a really nice video and there's like a camera following her into this really nice house. And then she goes into this area and it's just like, it looks so nice. And I don't actually know if that's her house. Like if I, I thought about it for a little while and I was like, this could just be a staged video. Like, but I'm bought into the idea that this is her house and she works from this house. She's got a studio set up there, like in my mind, because I'm just watching the video. Mm-hmm. So do you guys work on other kinds of videos that are a little bit more like, I guess, uh, complicated that are not just like something you could do with a kit? Short answer is yes. Okay. Uh, I've been in the video world for, for 11 years and we have, we have video crews actually in, in multiple cities. Okay. Uh, one thing I'll, I'll mention on that, um, creating that like flashy, like super interesting and, and you're following people in cool houses and cars is a double-edged sword. Uh, okay. because just as you said, is this really real? I think, uh, in some ways as cons- on the consumer level, uh-huh. uh, we were like, we start to get a little wary, especially if you've seen all these influencers on Instagram, other places that show off how great their life is. Yeah. You have to be careful because you could turn p- people off if you if you go a little too far over the top. Like I listen to life a, is too good. I don't need I to help just, her. Yes. <laughs> uh, for and, and I did actually was watching this other video podcast. Obviously, yeah. I do watch lots of other videos. 
where someone was mentioning they, they were doing a lot more guerrilla style video content for the company, for uh-huh. their SaaS company. Uh, and it was working really well. And then they had some more budget. So they, they, they poured it in, right? They, they really raised up the bar and they did not get anywhere near the same returns. Now there's two pieces because the person who was talking with them, asked them questions like, well, what was the content? Because yeah. you can quickly jump in to say, well, let's just make it look amazing. But if the content sucks, no if it's not work. speaking to your audience and what they care about. And, and unfortunately, I've run and done this myself because yeah. I love quality. But now I've always tried to come back to, to content. And that's where I think is great where your customers are involved in the video itself. Because if they are part of the content, your other customers automatically care about it. Right. Whether it's a testimonial or it's just an interview series or an expert series, as long as it's focused on what actually matters to them. The like the results, that, basically. The results, yes. Yeah. And I think real stories, um, being able to hear real stories, that's where video plays a role. Because if it's just um, simple information that they could just read, video doesn't make a difference. I mean, yes, right. you can make it into a video. But when you, the power of video is when you're able to tell a story that pulls someone in and they, they can tell the, the emotion in your voice and you see yeah. it on their face that they're excited. If you're just rattling off your process and information and there's no visuals to go along with it or emotion to come across, yeah. then the power of video is kind of negated. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, I think that's what makes podcasting just a little challenging too. You don't get to see their face. And so if they don't have a dynamic voice or they don't have a lot of character in their voice, which both of us obviously do, um, (laughs) then it's hard to understand like where their emotion lies, um, Mm -hmm. which is why I like, I don't know if you've heard the intro of this podcast, but it's pretty entertaining because he's so extreme um, that I really, I love that. I love that emotional dynamic of it, but you have to create that. It's a lot harder to create that with only audio versus seeing someone's face, which is so expressive. And then that's like, I mean, a thing that we've missed too. It's so funny. We're talking about how important it is to see emotion. My, uh, my daughter started a new school and she was, she's little. So, but she was so afraid because she couldn't see the person's face because they're masked up. Right. So it's so crazy. I just thought about this. Like you have this whole generation of children that are going into daycare and things like that. They cannot read facial expressions or emotion you can only see the eyes and it's like very, I mean, you could tell a little bit through the eyes, but if that person doesn't have expressive eyes, then you're not, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. see anything. We, uh, we did a, a whole report on this, uh, uh-huh. around why case studies themselves don't perform the way they used to, or the way we expect them to. Yeah. Um, and, and faces is one of them. It's like, we're rooted in, in social nature. We look for those cues and other people's, uh, faces, their body language to assess our own confidence yeah. in the decision of what we're going to do. So, uh, and even most people aren't very eloquent or, or very persuasive, but that doesn't matter. It's like the sincerity of their eyes and yeah. their expressions universally recognized, yeah. even if language, you can't even understand, like they're hard to understand. It doesn't matter. It's that impact on that. The just energy, that the, everything that goes through it. Totally. I mean, that's also when you're doing new business, right? When you're talking to new customers, you're talking to potential customers, you're talking to friends, you're talking, I mean, everybody, everybody can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes. I do, I, I love the dynamics of video. I will say I am a little, uh, I'm hesitant. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm part of that scared group of like, I don't necessarily, like I want to do video, but I'm like scared that we might not look great. Um, so it's like, it's a little afraid. It's like, you know, it's a little worrisome, but like, what do you, what do you, what do you have as tips for people that are a little bit 
hesitant to get on the video screen? I would say get something done. Um, I, I have to say is like, that's probably the biggest barrier is just do something and even uh, make it as simple as possible. Just pare it down and just create it and get it out there. Even if maybe it's just to a smaller audience at first, maybe not your, your larger audience. Okay. When I started the, uh, the Uptech Report uh, channel, um, I also, I see all the other amazing video podcasts and, and, and people I'm like, there's no way that I can do the same. Okay. And I actually hate the first couple ones that I did. So <laughs> it's like, but now I'm at 192. We're rolling. Like it, yeah. it's only through iteration. <laughs> so it's not a great, uh, an answer, yeah. but it, it's just, just jump into it. And, and, and it's, it's being able to potentially have it with someone else can help because you're, yeah. you're, you're able to spar off them. You don't feel by your, by yourself. Um, that, that can help ease into that. Um, I, I will say it's like, if you start with video, there's, there's so much that can come from off of that. For instance, like a video podcast, you can create the audio version mm-hmm. out of that. that right. You can create a written content out of that. So it, it's, it's efficient. You just have to get over the barrier of, all right, let me just do it. Let me just try it. Just, just make it happen. Just <laughs> I'll be encourage brave. you. Be brave. be brave. Take a brave. leap. Okay. Okay. Yes. I liked, I like that. Be brave. I think that's in everything we do in marketing, right? That's a lot of bravery actually. Yes. yes. It's, I mean, I, I mean, I do think, you know, PR and marketing tightly aligned. And I think, um, a lot of it is creativity and hoping that your ideas stick because mm-hmm. you, there is no exact science because then everyone would be doing it. Everybody would be mm-hmm. doing the same formula. So, um, I agree. I say, take a leap, try video, do something. If you have questions, um, Alexander, where can people find you? You can head over to terraleap.io. That's Terra. Take it a giant leap yeah. uh, <laughs> with your marketing.io. Or you can check out our, our Uptech Report series. Um, and we've done a few reports. So if you want to see like why video testimonials we feel are like the big, next big trend in SaaS marketing, um, you can find that over on terraleap.io. Awesome. And then would people be able to connect with you directly? Do you have it? Uh, well, I'll, we can put your uh, contact LinkedIn. info. Yeah. Okay. Shoot me up on LinkedIn, send me an email. I'm here. We can chat okay. about video anytime. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. So we'll, we'll add your information to the show notes and um, thank you so much. We definitely have to follow up um, yes. and talk a little bit more in depth about LinkedIn uh, marketing. I love LinkedIn and I love it for businesses and I, I'm, I'm slowly learning how to use it better. So, um, we'll talk about video using video on LinkedIn would be a great topic. I think I'd love to do, we're doing a whole ad campaign right now. And so I can maybe share some stats and best practices on doing video ads with, uh, with different content. So we can do that next time. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay. Thanks, Alexander. It's been great speaking with you. Pleasure. 